A lot of breaking news coming out today that I'm going to address. Um, I do miss the brick as well. I'm going to say it. I know I've been getting a lot of messages from you guys, some on the ch uh, chat. I just want to let you know that you've been seen. I've seen all of them with respect to the brick and all that. I get like a lot of DMs from you guys. It's coming back. It's coming back. Don't you worry. I miss it too. We're going to warm this up for you. Remember, uh, this is my space. This is your space. So if you have suggestions, comments, I would always love to hear them. Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson out at Fox News. I'm not sure if you saw that big news. This typically isn't stuff that I cover. Also, Don Lemon out at CNN. I typically don't dig into this, but I spent a lot of years working with Tucker Carlson. I know him pretty well. Um, I haven't spoken to him in the last X amount of time since I left Fox. Um, but I just want to weigh in on some of this because people were asking some questions. And I want to give my take on what I think could be gone and just my take on, on Tucker himself. So we're going to talk about that first. And then I have a whole show that was mapped out. Oh, my God, we got Sneeko battling with a modern woman. Fantastic, fantastic content I'm going to be reacting to. We have some stuff from Reddit that is crazy. I think these women have gone wild, man. I think these women have gone wild. I'm going to be reacting to some new and different stuff today. Um, OnlyFans creators, a great conversation about whether men or women have an easier life. I think we can get some good debate going in the chat on that one. We've got a modern woman meltdown. Oh, man, on obesity of all things. Who knew? And I'm going to close with some stuff about the Matrix as well. And some stuff on these weight-neutral personal trainers. When you go get a personal trainer at the gym, don't you want them to look good? If you look at somebody and they're, you know, fat as a house, do you want to do personal training with them? My guess is no. We're going to talk about that. But we're going to lead with this Tucker story um, because I think it's really interesting and I think it's really important as a lot of individuals who are free-thinking people flee traditional media and flee cable news and flee network TV. Why is that happening? So this was surprising to a lot of people. To be perfectly honest with you, and, and let me say this as a caveat, I have not spoken to Tucker Carlson about this. I have not spoken to Tucker, probably had any exchange with him via email or anything in over a year. Um, so this, I'm speaking, this is just purely my opinion. I don't have any inside information. I don't have any contacts inside Fox News. Digging. This is just purely my opinion about what's gone on here. Um, first, let me say Tucker is a badass. We all know that. I know Tucker for a very long time. When I started as a contributor at Fox News, Tucker was my favorite. I did a bunch of segments with him. Um, I co-hosted with him sometimes when I was guest hosting on different stuff. Um, I Did I co-host with him? I'm pretty sure I did. I'm, now that I'm thinking back, I did. He used to host Fox and Friends Weekend. Actually, he was a permanent host of that show before I hosted that show. So um, we did Red Eye together a bunch so many red eye episodes red eye was an awesome show we shot at three o'clock in the morning actually we didn't shoot it at three it ran at three we shot it at 8 p.m and we would it would be like crazy comedians it was a literal blast you can go back and probably find some of those with me and tucker on the same panel had a blast um i also so i worked with him at fox news um and then i worked for him actually for a very brief time i was freelance uh, doing freelance writing for the daily caller when i first got into this business i was doing writing i was writing some freelance stuff for you events for the daily caller for all these conservative publications before i signed a writing deal with a place called amac um 
Anyway, I had great interactions with Tucker there. The DC was awesome. Um, I had great interactions with him on live television. He, he was always somebody who, Tucker was a rare breed because Tucker was very informative and Tucker was also very entertaining. Right. So he was kind of a, a perfect mix for television. And I'm, Roger Ailes saw that. I mean, we all really saw it. I always said Tucker is the be all and end all because he was able to be informative and entertaining at the same time. And on television, if you're not entertaining people, they're not listening. Right. He also would push the envelope on a lot of things. Um, I can remember him getting a lot of pushback and a lot of heat many times when we were on together and he just didn't care. Right. <laughs> he was just that guy. He was like, I'm going to say what I have to say. End of story. So this statement comes out. I see it. Deli, you have that. Um, this is the statement. Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson part ways. It was released today. It came out. It says, Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. We thank him. We thank him for his service to the network as a host and prior to that as a contributor. Mr. Carlson's last program was Friday, April 21. Fox News Tonight will air live at 8 p.m. starting this evening as an interim show helmed by rotating Fox News personalities until a new host is named. So this tells you a lot, actually, if coming from... Let's just say I've been through this a few times myself. Um, Y'all know I left Fox News. Yeah. Left. Um, Y'all know I exited The View as well. So things happen in this industry. Um, So my perception is that this was sudden. Why is it sudden? Well, they don't have anything slotted or prepared here. This is very clearly a statement that was written suddenly in my view. It doesn't seem terribly amicable, in my opinion. Um, I know how this stuff is written. I know how it goes. Trust me. But this seems kind of short. And Kurt, considering that this guy was really the star of the network. I mean, there were a lot of people I knew who were still watching Fox News, not because they loved Fox News anymore, not because they even wanted to have cable anymore, but because of Tucker Carlson. That his show was single-handedly the best show that was still happening. I don't have cable, so I haven't seen it, but I do see clips pop up on Twitter. And listen, the guy's a rock star. We all know that. He's a media rock star. Um, So I don't think this was something that, was happening over time via negotiate. I think something happened here. Something happened here. And my guess is is the last straw, you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back. Something happened here. Um, I I don't think this is written in a terribly amicable fashion. My guess is that he wanted the statement released right away. That would be my assumption because otherwise he's probably said, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell people then you can't sit on this for five weeks because they do that sometimes. Anyway, um, Here's the bottom line. I know him well. He's somebody, my guess is that he probably didn't like the direction of some things. He probably felt in some way that he couldn't speak his mind. This is coming off, by the way, the Dominion lawsuit. Um, You saw that, you know, Fox settled with Dominion for a lot of money. I don't know if there were some conversations that happened after that with talent. I don't know with talent about what they were and weren't saying, what could and couldn't be said. People are surmising that. Very well may be the case. Um, And maybe he just just didn't suit him, you know. And here's the thing. Tucker has options. Like, he knows that he can go and he can make, you know, $200 million on his own. He can – he's probably getting flooded by everyone today from, you know, the the Newsmaxes of the world, of course. He's not going to go there. Um, To, you know, the Rumbles, to the Blaze, to – I don't know. Maybe PBD's on the phone with him right now for all we know. I have no idea. But he's going to get flooded because he knows his value. He has intrinsic value. A lot of people who leave cable news – don't they don't have their own following 
Like if you look at most cable news personalities, most of them wouldn't be able to, oh, and, and by the way, not just cable news, but network television, most of them wouldn't be able to generate a, a following of their own. Um, Tucker is, is different. He's different. This guy, people are going to follow him because they know he's a truth teller. They know he doesn't tolerate any bullshit. They know that he was talking about topics that I'm sure there was constant friction. I'm sure he had a lot he wanted to say about the vaccine. Let's just say that. I'm sure there was a lot he wanted to say about, you know, gender stuff. I'm sure there was a lot that he wanted to say that there was pushback. And, and the way that this works in cable news is that. You can talk about this and you can't talk about that. It happens in network TV too. You can ask this, but you can ask that. These are safe. Uh, stay away from that. You know how many times in my ear? Um, stay away from that. Stay away from that. Uh, okay, move on. Let's wrap. You know, there's a lot of that that goes on. I've never been a single host. I, you know, co-hosted The View. With, it was five of us. I co-hosted Fox and Friends Weekend. It was three of us. But I imagine when you're sitting and you're a solo host, you have a lot more power and a lot, a lot. There's a lot more of this. You know, um, as I can even see now sitting here, if somebody tell me what to say, I'd be like, <laughs> wait outside, we'll deal with this later. You know, it's different. It's a different energy when you're a solo host. Um, so I think there was probably some something going on behind the scenes that wasn't wasn't kosher. Let's just say that. And he probably did a calculation and said, what am I doing here? I have I can do anything. You know, I can go and I can partner with somebody and make a ton of money. I can go off on my own and hire a team and make a ton of money. What would I do if I were Tucker Carlson? I'd probably go off on my own and hire a team and, and pay them really well to distribute content and make a ton of money on numerous platforms. You know, that's probably what I would do if I were in his position. Um, I don't know what he'll do. <laughs> For all I know, he's going to take a long break, you know, and just show up on a bunch of stuff. We can try to get him on here um, and I may do that. But there's a couple of things that I just want to address with this, which is that, you know, I wrote a tweet and I put it out talking about do people still have cable? I was, I'm being serious. I mean, I, do people still watch this stuff? I mean, I, I don't know. But if you're looking for news, if you're somebody, and I, don't, I didn't make this a news show for a reason um, because I'm really interested in the gender dynamics and really interested in these you know, real-life discussions that get outside of politics. But if you're really interested in news, you don't watch cable news. You don't. You don't watch network television. That's, those, that, that's not where you're getting the news. That's where you're getting the news. You're getting a heavily filtered... Uh, amount of content. It's all filtered, actually. You're getting a corporate wand that waves over everything that says you can discuss this, you can't discuss that. It all has to be pharma approved. That's where all their advertising comes from. It all has to be corporate approved. There is a ton of you can say this, you can't say that, you can ask this, but you can't ask that. Free speech is a daily battle in those spaces. And if you're a free thinking person, you, you can't survive there unless you're willing to say, I'm a free thinking person, but I'm going to swallow it and I'm just going to take the cash. Right. So if I should say if you're a free thinking person with integrity, you can't survive there. It's impossible. So if you're looking for really unfiltered content, you're not getting it there. I hate to break it to you. It's not, you know, it's not the way that it, I don't even know if it was ever that way. To be honest, I was going to say the way it used to be. It's just it's it's heavily, heavily, heavily filtered. So when I talk about things like Substack and, you know, shows like this and yes, granted, there's a big tech component of that. But places like Rumble and we remember we post all of our full episodes on Rumble a day or two after they air. So, you know, you got to cover your bases. But if you're really looking for unfiltered content, you've got to look for people who cannot exist in those frameworks of network TV, cable TV. That's an indicator for you. If, if they can't exist in those spaces, the, the reason that they can't exist in those spaces is because they don't refuse to allow themselves to be told what to say and what not to say and what to do and what not to do. And they, they, they need to be critical 
critical thinkers and they cannot exist in those spaces. I did see that the ladies of The View had a big laugh about Tucker Carlson. I think they did the wave, the whole table. I don't want to show it because they'll probably hit us up for copyright, but essentially you can go on Twitter. You can see they announced it. They're all really excited. He left Fox News. Somebody said he was a threat to democracy, this, that. I love that. I love that, honey. I love that. I think it was, was it Sonny that said that? Sonny who shut me down? Shut me down in two seconds? Because I had the audacity to say I wasn't going to get an experimental injection because my doctor advised against it and I wasn't allowed to have that opinion on The View remotely. Was it you? Anyway, um, and I wrote something that was, you know, a little nasty, but it's true. Like, Tucker Carlson has more critical thinking skills in his pinky than the entire table at The View on their best day. That is true. That is 100% true. Tucker Carlson is a very smart guy. He's also not programmed. He also doesn't have his whole show written out for him, questions and everything where you're doing this constantly. And if you took the prompters away, he would still have a show because it would still be him and he's still a free thinker. That doesn't happen on network television. I know because I worked in those spaces and I watched everybody around me and how they acted. And I was like, wow, if you took that paper away, what would she say? She'd be like, (laughs) okay. So I thought it was funny that they picked on him and just know that If they pick on you, it's because they view you as a threat. If they pick on you, it's because they're insecure about their own opinions. Not one of those women on The View would go head-to-head with Tucker Carlson one-on-one without an entire production team writing all their questions and in their ear. And, And please, give me a break. Do it live. Let's do it live. No prep and see how you do against Tucker Carlson. I'm going to bring a big old tub. I don't even eat popcorn. I'm bring a big old tub that night with some nice grass-fed butter. That's right. So people celebrate. You know, they think, aha. Uh-huh. Listen, I, I congratulate Tucker because I do think it's in his best interest. He doesn't need corporate media. He doesn't need cable news. They need him. He knows that. He's incredibly smart. He'll do something great uh, no matter what he does. And um, I think there was a component of this of I'm not going to do what you want me to do. I'm not going to bow to uh, corporate. I'm not going to, I'm just not going to play that game. And good for him. Good for him for doing that. And by the way, good for him. I'm sure there were a lot of battles behind the scenes. We've seen a lot of stuff come out that Tucker Carlson has said, where oftentimes I will see the clips on Twitter and I'll be like, wow, I'm surprised he got away with that. I'm sure there were battles behind the scenes every time that happened. And good on him for not sitting down and shutting up. So uh, to the women of The View, by the way, you should, you should have the gonads. You should only have the gonads, please. I didn't get one call when you silenced me. I didn't get one apology from any of you when you were dead wrong about the vaccine and transmission. I didn't get one call from any of you because you were too eager to please your big pharma buddies. So let's not even get started on courage. And by the way, if you're so worried about democracy, a key component of democracy, ladies of you, is freedom of speech, which you didn't give to me and you don't give to a lot of people when they show up on your show and they have a different opinion. So sit down and be quiet for a second while we talk about democracy, of which you know very little. So congratulations to Tucker. I'm curious to see what he does next. And to all of you who are looking for other ways to find your news, really, you got to go on Substack. You got to go on Twitter and find these people who are really doing the investigative journalism that investigative journalists used to do. All right, I'm going to leave this topic and get into Sneeko. Sneeko wants to come on. You all want to see Sneeko? He's going to come on going to join us live in studio um, for a couple of shows and I'm down. I'm down. We're talk about the Matrix. So it's got to be good. Um, anyway, I saw this interaction between, I don't know if you saw Just Pearlie had Sneeko and had Justin Waller on together with a whole panel of women, right? Mm-hmm. I see this interaction and it's fantastic. It's on motherhood and it's on misogyny. 
<laughs> okay, let's go to 111.22. Let's start there. What did he say? You just sound you're rude. Just, it's just like you're, you're throwing out these facts like, oh, and you think a woman's girls are sole jealous purpose, a woman's well. sole purpose is to be a mother. Ooh. Okay. If, like, there's, if, there's nothing more. There's nothing more. Okay, whilst I do believe there is nothing more important than... No, actually, I don't believe that. I don't believe that there's there's more to women in society. And what's this more, is where what's more got... important than having children? Name 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 five things. Being healthy. No, 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 no. I'm not asking you, Denalva. What, what's name five things? <laughs> Denalva's back. Um, <laughs> Being your healthy career, is a pre-workout. Yeah, let her, let her, let her, guys, let your, your actual career, your dreams. From a little girl, your, yeah, we all career. have. We from from a child, all girls, we all have a dream. Like mm-hmm. whatever the dream Prince is. Charming usually. Not all of us have the being charming dream. Being stable. What okay, about, okay, what, okay, what okay. About? So wait, wait, wait. I just want to talk to you. So, so your career. What yeah. else? What else is more important? Your mental stability. Mm-hmm. Your health. Your um. Contribution to society mm-hmm. outside of okay. motherhood. So, so you're you're 65. Okay, so let's pause this okay. for a second. Well done, Pearl. By the way, on that, um, let's pause this and think about this. What, do you notice the the gut reaction when somebody talks about motherhood? And Sneeko, what you don't see on that is Sneeko and Justin Waller, and Sneeko in particular, talking about how mothers are so deserving of respect and. They, they praise motherhood to the umpteenth degree because they, they know that it has such an incredible value and a child who doesn't have a mother in the home suffers, right? So they're always praising motherhood. But you notice the knee-jerk reaction of these women to be offended by that. Like, how dare you diminish me to a mother? Honey, you ate the talking points. You ate and swallowed the talking points. Motherhood is something that you can do that a man can't do, right? That's something that is your superpower, to, to give birth, to carry a child, to nurse that child in your womb, to give birth to that child, to raise that child, and to, to grow that little person into a beautiful big person. That, that's such an incredible gift. And you've been taught to treat that as secondary, as less than in some way, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Because you ate the talking points. You ate the talking points. So you're having a knee-jerk reaction. Notice when she's asked, what's more important than motherhood? She's like, like somebody has to feed her health you know whispering it to her because she's like i never really thought about right because you just you just thought about the talking point that motherhood was somehow belittling to you right that's just oh that's just motherhood what else am i gonna do and she not labels a whole bunch like career you think a career is more important than being a mom what are you going to do? I mean, you're going to be president of the United States. You're talking about something. I mean, most people, you think your, your nine to five job is going to be more important than being a mom. By the way, I would say being president of the United States is not as important as being a mom. I would put every single career that you could possibly have as a woman as secondary in importance to being a mom. If you have the opportunity and the chance, and I know that some women can't have children, so I, I throw that caveat in there because I know there's women who suffer as a result of not being able to have children. I feel for them deeply. But there is no greater accomplishment, feeling of joy, sense of reward than being a mother. Nothing, nothing is more important in life than that. And I say that as somebody who has had a very extensive and very rich career and made money. There is no comparison between any of that and a day at the park with my little man. Nothing. So I don't care what career you're talking about. You've been brainwashed. Oh, my dreams, my dreams. What? You know, there was a time when women would talk about their dreams and part of those dreams would be being a mother right? Part of those dreams would be, I want to have a beautiful family. I want to have a husband. Yes, a Prince Charming. What is so wrong with that? I want to, I want to grow up and I want to have this beautiful home and this family. And I want to, you know, 
cook beautiful nourishing food for that family and I want to create, turn a house into a home and I want to just be at peace with everything in my life that feels nourishing and warm and wonderful and I want to be part of the reason that it feels that way. That was something that women really felt inside at their core. What happened? Well, feminism happened. Now it's like, it's all self. Well, my dreams, my career. Do you know how many women are miserable at jobs? You're trying to tell me that going to an office, most people are not in high-powered jobs, right? The average woman, what is she going? Sitting in an office nine to five, sitting under fluorescent lights, waiting for the, the clock to, to turn to five o'clock so she can jet out of there? That's somehow praised? Why? That's, that's what you're reaching for? Why? Because feminism told you that you'll be important if you get that job? Honey, you've been brainwashed. Just stop it. Stop it. Which is why you're struggling for an answer. Let's keep playing. By yourself. Okay, your career is more important. Yeah, I'm a cat mom, and I'm, I've got a great career. I've made, I've made, I've left, I've made my mark in this world, just a like a man mom? has. Cat like, mom. just like, because if a man doesn't have kids at 65, the society look at him in any way. Would you I agree that mental stability is important, but for me, if I hit, let's say, 30 and I have no kids, my mental stability will be very low. Yeah. I, I will be depressed. And even though I want to be this, I want to so be that, I, I want to have a career so badly. If I don't have kids. Like, I wouldn't know what to do. You're myself. completely right. Let me just tell you something right now. Like you, you said, you're going to be a cat mom. No, I'm saying I'm not saying I'm going to be. I'm saying there's women like that. Is that what you're you want? On the right be? path. No. And not only that, women tend to lesbians. Is that what you want? Okay, pause that for a second. Okay, a cat mom. I talk about the little dogs all dressed up. I'd never heard someone say a cat mom. That's a new one for me. Okay, so, honey, let me let me tell you something. If you are, what Sneeko's trying to get at here is that if you give it another 10 years, you think you're going to be sitting with that career, that nine to five, those fluorescent lights, that long work day, you're exhausted, you have no time for yourself, you have no time for, you really have no time for anything but that job, right? You come home to your cat. Wow. Cat's in a bad mood, hisses at you. You got no guy there. You got no family there. You got no kids there. You think you're going to be waking up feeling happy? No, you're going to be depressed. So when you talk about mental health as a woman, keep in mind that if you land at 50 and you're sitting in that house all alone with your cat and you have no man and you have no kids and you have no family and all you have is that career to try to keep you warm at night, your mental health is going to be suffering big time. So you think you're being told that it's good for your mental health to go on that single boss babe journey. When in fact, that single boss babe journey is going to leave you alone. And that is really what's going to lead to a mental health decline. Because nothing's going to warm you from that experience like a family would, like a husband would, like a child would, like a home would. So just know what you're doing and where you're going to land because you're going to land in some misery. All right, let's go to 116.56. This is, oh, here we go. Denava, what are you, okay. What I'm saying is, Okay, we're dealing with the facts of the West right mm -hmm. now, in it. Like this is where we're at. Not mm -hmm. in Africa, not in. Do you get it? Like mm -hmm. other countries where they have these values that oh yeah, um, and some men still have that mentality right, that so, a woman. So that woman's not. So, it's like so, so, how, so, how, how happy, so, how happy so, is so the what, West? What, yeah. What results does that does that lead to? Are are women happier in the West? Yeah. I think so. I don't think no, so. So, so let me just think this through with you, okay? How would we measure if women are happier in the West or in other countries? The rate of women on what? Antidepressants. Mm -hmm. Because you would agree, depressed women take drugs, right? I beg you. To, to not be depressed. Right? Okay. So if the women in the West are on antidepressants higher, that means our results are not good. 
If we're more obese than other countries, our results are not good. So, yet we're more successful. <laughs> not in are terms we? of happiness. Okay, and so that, and this is what I what I really wanted to get is that it, we're more successful. Define success. If you're miserable in life, if you are absolutely miserable at your core, if you are drinking, if you're dipping into the drugs, if you are um, on the antidepressants or the anti-anxiety medication and you're making, say you're making money, are you happy? No, you're not happy. That's not a measure of success that you have some job, you have some career opportunity that gives you money, but the rest of your life is a complete disaster. So much so that you need medication to get through the day or a big old, as I said, Chelsea Handler bottle of wine. That's not a measure of success. And I love this because they'll, they'll make it out like women in other countries who say are far more traditional and they opt to not work and they opt to be stay-at-home moms and they take care of their homes and they make decisions that they're going to prioritize their family. Modern women in the United States will say those women aren't successful. You, it's not successful to, to build a beautiful family. That's not a sign of success to you. What about to raise a healthy, robust, productive member of society that goes from, from boy to man or girl to woman? That's not success to you? No, what's success sitting in a nine to five looking at those fluorescent lights and, and burying your head and stuff because feminism told you it was cool and it was empowering? That's your version of success? You're warped. You've been warped. Success embodies a lot of things, and happiness is an integral part of that. So all Pearl is asking them to do is evaluate, okay, if we're doing it right here, if feminism front and center is right, right, then why are women so miserable? Answer the question. Why are they on antidepressants? Why are they drinking wine? Why are they making videos at 50 plus years old being like, I'm so happy. I don't need a man. I got my wine and my vibrator and trying to convince everybody that life is fantastic for them if they're so happy. The answer is they're not. So feminism went wrong here somewhere. It went wrong. Either it went too far or something happened here and it would behoove us if we really care about women to figure out what it was and where it's going because it's going even darker and darker and darker by the day. All right, let's get to uh, misogyny. Oh, gosh. 140.18. Let's look at this. That he's in order to be successful, he studied the female nature. So females, again, in my opinion, from how you've worded it, I feel like you are viewing women as, you know, like, yes. I don't want to say beneath. That's why I'm using as misogyny. Done. Like, because you have this mentality. Like, and it's stuck there. And that's what well, misogynistic men, that's how they view women. That's how they view the world. And yeah, Can that you might... Misogyny? That, no, no, but hold on. Whereas in your mind, that might... You might feel like that's going to get you far because it's a man's world. Mm. What I'm... I, in my opinion, I don't think it is. Okay. I don't think it's a man's world. Can you define misogyny for me? I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry. You're throwing out this word. You don't even know what it means? <laughs> no, I don't need to explain anything to you. It's not an explanation. It's a definition. Well, I don't need to define anything to you. I said what I said. What and I said you're vibrating. That misogyny. It's not what it means well, to me. There's what, a clear what, definition. Because obviously, maybe we've got the wrong definition. Misogyny so is hatred of women. Yes. Okay. Yes. Then, yeah. Oh, now you know what it means. Yeah. I, no, no. Okay. I knew, I've been knowing what it means, and I feel like you have some of that embedded in you. Yeah. Like maybe subconsciously, but seriously, you have a bit because of it, what? babe. That because that because uh, I said so. I just want yeah, sure, no. to. Okay. Again, I'm going to juxtapose. Juxtapose his calm. To her crazy, frazzled, or uh, triggered. She's triggered. She's triggered. He's not triggered. He's just like, what is, you know, you use the word misogyny. What does it mean? 
She doesn't know what it means. She has no idea. And she knows if she gave a definition, it would probably be like, oh, guys, just like who treat women badly and patriarchy. And, you know, it would sound something like that. And we'd all be like, what, what honey? What? what? We'd all be saying that because that's what, what it means is that you hate women. Right. Which is why when everybody calls Andrew Tate a misogynist, I'm always like, oh, no one has a dictionary. The dumbing down of America and everywhere else is happening live. So um, interesting exchange. She's completely triggered and she thinks that it's misogynistic for someone like Sneeko to say that he believes that the greatest gift that a woman could bring to the world is being a mom. That's not misogyny, honey. He's paying, first of all, a compliment to all the mothers out there. He's bestowing an honor upon all the mothers out there. How is that misogynistic? It's, it's, it's rubbing you the wrong way because you were taught that your career is the biggest asset to society as a female. He feels differently. You're triggered. You're insecure. And you're mad. So you're having a tantrum on Just Pearly's show, which we're all seeing. And by the way, it's very entertaining. So I will say that. Um, and I'm also just like, when you ask somebody to give a definition, don't you love when they say, well, you know, it means something different to me. What do you mean it means something different to you, honey? What does misogyny mean? This is the same thing as like when you ask somebody, what's a cat? I mean, and they can't say, well, it's a, it's a wooden table with four legs. That's not a cat. A cat is a cat. A cat is a four legged feline, right? We can define it. Misogyny has a definition. It doesn't have your definition or my definition or Delhi's definition. It has the definition. It's like everybody doesn't have their own truth, my truth and Delhi's truth. No, it's just the truth as it is, facts as they are. I can't stand these like liberal, lost in space, you know, subjective. I don't know what anything means, but I'm triggered types. Oh, get over it, man. Just get over it. It's too much. But you notice how Sneeko is just very calm, collected and kind of like, oh, man which drives them even more nuts because what she really wants is for him to get nuts and crazy and triggered so she can react as, you know, triggered to him. And it can be just like, oh, triggered back and forth. But he's not doing it. He's not playing the game. Okay, then I see, do you see that tweet, Deli? This is the best. Sneeko posts this. <laughs> Watch this exchange. Race and you're like, it's giving misogyny. It what, is. No, you, you what, are. What does calling out the victimization of the race? The vibration. You feel the vibrations okay. of misogyny? <laughs> of, yeah, you, of your mentality. Your mentality is one of... You're a type of man. That's what What type mind, of man? No, sister, they're just here trying to make you look stupid. That's what their job is. What what value do you see? And what, what, how do you value women? Do you see the value of women? Like, are you for I explained it feminism? five no, minutes ago. You didn't. I, I said that I'm against feminism, and I said and that... Vibrations. I said the value of a woman is motherhood is in raising children. No, we, I, I said that we respect mothers. I opened the show by saying that. Okay, go on. So what did I say that makes you think that I'm a misogynist? That's a serious allegation i said it's given misogyny what is giving misogyny your vibration my vibrations yeah, you're vibes. vibrating misogyny the right vibes. now no. so are you vibrating with racism too no you're trying <laughs> to put your masculinity yeah, into assertive and i don't yeah. like that that's a bit misogynistic right yeah it's, it's speaking to be like oh it's the masculinity it's i can feel it and it's like you're trying to suppress my feminine but i think Straight that's up. like the best part of a woman's life is having kids and raising them is a privilege you want to hear what's going to call you lazy though huh you know who's going to belittle that probably one 
women. Other See, women. Yeah. Other men women. aren't going to look down at you for that. <laughs> it's a, it's the competition. Yeah. This is why some it's important. It, no, they wouldn't. Maybe they would. He's completely right. He's completely right. This is why women need to be very careful who they keep around because a lot of time you're in competition with each other and misery loves company. Whenever a woman now on social media, when they see like a famous woman in a happy relationship, you see them all the time trying to bring him down, trying to catch him cheating. They want to be at the same level because it's jealousy. Misery loves company. That's a great point. Um, Did you see, who's that girl from Stranger Things? Millie something? Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. Very talented. She got engaged and she's very young. What is she, like 19? Yeah, Bon Jovi's son. Of Bon Jovi's song. Oh, Delhi's up on the pop culture. <laughs> All right. So she got engaged. All I saw is that she got engaged. And do you know what I saw, though? I saw women so mad. Oh, my God. She's so young. She's ruining her whole life. This I saw so many angry women coming out of the woodwork pissed. Oh, she's not going to do this. She's not going to do that. It's going to hold her back. Jealous. Jealous women. Jealous. You looking at the pictures? Yeah. Is that Bon Jovi's son? Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks very much like him. Mm, interesting. I like her a lot in the sense that I think she's big liberal too, but she's a very talented actor, right? So, you know, you see something like this, and my, my instinct was like, oh, number one, I wish them well, right? Celebrity couples do have their own set of challenges. We know that. But it didn't occur to me to be in a head of, she's, way, oh my God, she's going to wake up one day and be sorry that she got engaged. No, better she should spend, what, the next 10 years just screwing around with everybody, getting that body count way high up, having some proud, you know, promiscuity pin on her, being nasty, and then, you know, getting married when she's 29? Not necessarily. I don't know how in love she is. I don't know the details of that relationship. But so many women came out with the claws, right, because they're jealous. They're unhappy in their own lives. They wish they had something going on, and they had to take it out on her. So what Sneeko's talking about here is that another woman will try to take you down Misery does love company and a miserable woman around you, if she's your friend, if she's your acquaintance, whatever it will be, you get into a good relationship that's going somewhere, she's going to want company at the club. She's going to be willing to take that. Oh, you're talking about that guy bad. Oh, my God. He did that. Did you think about Bubba? She'll be trying to get in your ear, trying to compromise that situation so fast. So you're back out half naked, a girl's night out with her like that. And that man is gone. Beware of the women who are miserable because they want company. He is right. Um, the other thing is, what, is, what does it mean to vibrate misogyny? I really have to know. Does somebody just, bzzz, I mean, am I vibrating it right now? Am I bzzz, coming out of me right now? I mean, what type of sickness? You're vibrating misogyny. Your masculinity is just coming into my space. Honey, stop talking already with the, 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 the. it's a nauseating to listen to. He's not vibrating anything. He just has an opinion that you don't like. It's like those women that always say, the second you say, the guy could sit in a room and have a debate with a woman. And the second she gets like she's lost, she's losing, right? He's mansplaining to me. No, honey, he's not mansplaining to you. He's explaining to you because you're a little dense. He's explaining something to you and happens to be a man. And now you're mad because you're losing the debate. So you got to say he's mansplaining. That's what that is. You're insecure because you don't know what you're talking about. Stop that nonsense. Hillary Clinton is one of those. And by the way, you know this nasty that I use all the time? It occurs to me. Nasty. It occurs to me. Didn't, wasn't that, that whole nasty around the Hillary Clinton came? I remember people saying, I'm a nasty woman. Somebody called her nasty, and I think everybody got the nasty shirts. I hadn't even thought about that. But that makes me even happier to be using the term nasty. I, I say it with even more pride now that I thought about that.
she is nasty, Hillary Clinton in her own way, in many ways. Regardless, how do you vibrate misogyny? You don't vibrate misogyny. Ridiculous. Imagine accusing him of that and saying you're vibrating, he's vibrating masculinity. Well, he's a man, honey. I would hope there is some masculinity coming out of him. Or is it better if he's completely feminized and you can be the man? Is that what you're looking for? Ridiculous. I can't. Sneeko, I don't know, man. When he comes here, I'm going to have to talk to him about that composure. Some of these guys have such composure. And I got to say, you know what? In certain moments of my life when I've been, you know, people used to say that about me. Now it's different because I'm, I'm one-on-one, right? So I can get a little feisty with y'all. But um, I do have that gift as well. You go back and watch my interview with Hillary Clinton or, you know, Donna Brazile or some of these leftists. You have to have that composure. And you know why? Because it drives them nuts. Most liberals cannot remain composed because all of their arguments are derived from emotion and not fact. So they, they're very quickly, you know, they AOC themselves into like some type of crazy spasm all the time. You just have to really return with facts and they, they lose their minds. It's a very good uh, strategy. And it works also with these guys oftentimes, these very practical, rational guys that face these modern women. It's hilarious to watch it makes the whole it makes the whole show honestly to see that all right we have the chats remember get in the chat first of all hit that subscribe button for me hit that like button um you know i gotta tell you we always have we always got like daggers coming at us because i touch the topics that are a little controversial so i need your support hit subscribe hit like pass it along to friends family people who would benefit from this who need to hear some of this honest discussion that maybe you know mainstream media is not going to tell them we're going to get to your chats in a second super chats so we'll get to that after number two um okay this is too much are you ready for this one? Oh, delhi i don't know if you're ready okay i see this article this is what it says woman asks boyfriend to sleep on the couch to prioritize best friend and she gets praised i i was like wait no this can't be real wait till you hear how this goes down okay a woman asked her partner to sleep on the couch so she could share a bed with her best friend okay has been left in a difficult position as the guy refuses to sleep anywhere but beside her. The viral Reddit post was shared on April, April 17th, sorry, by this person who explained that she asked for separate sleeping arrangements while her friend stayed the night. Okay, we're going to read the Reddit post and then I have to go back and show you what the comments were. This is so beyond sick. I can't. All right. This is the post on Reddit. Do you have the link to that, Deli? Okay. I'm going to read it. Okay, so I, 22 female, 22-year-old grown-ass woman, and my best friend, who's a 21-year-old female, at least they're both women, right? Are you waiting for me to say it was a guy, weren't you? I know you were thinking it. We've been best friends since kindergarten, nearly two decades. For the entirety of our relationship, we've had sleepovers, and when we have sleepovers, we've always slept in the same bed. That's simply a stable of our sleepovers. It's not a sleepover if we don't. We're both night owls, and even once we're done with our activities for the night and lay down for sleep, we'll talk in the dark till we pass out. Now, here's the speed bump I've never thought of. My boyfriend just moved in with me fairly recently, and my best friend and I have arranged a sleepover. I casually say to my boyfriend, hey, best friend is coming over, so would you be all right if we took the bed and you slept in the living room? No joke. He was shocked. He says, uh, best friend can sleep in the living room, and we sleep in our bed? The fact that he wasn't cool with sleeping in the living room didn't really shock me. So I say, okay, then best friend and I will just sleep in the living room and you can have the bed. He doesn't like that either. He's dead set on the idea that we sleep together and guests sleep separately. 
but she's my best friend. This has been the routine for years. And I don't really view it as that big of a deal. Even when I had a fight with my mother when I was 19 and asked if I could stay at her place, she let her boyfriend take the bed and she slept on a tiny ass couch in the living room with me. Okay, so this woman is sick. Can we all, can we, first of all, you're not 16 at a sleepover, honey. You're 22 years old. What, 22 years old living with your boyfriend? What are you doing having a sleepover to begin with? Sleepover was something I went to in grade school. You all had your sleeping bags, this, that. What, how old are you? I talk about the infantilization of, 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 of adults. Okay. Secondly, you live with your boyfriend. He sleeps in the bed. You're going to ask your boyfriend to go sleep on the couch so that you can have a childhood sleepover, like you're <laughs> 11, with your friend, and she has to sleep in the bed with you. Bed he probably paid for too. That he probably paid for the bed. He's probably paying the rent. He's probably doing all of that. It's weird how obsessive she is over. Like we do it every sleepover. He, she has to sleep in the same yeah. bed with me. That's kind of weird. I started to wonder if something a little shady was going down in there. Yeah. Maybe is somebody perhaps a lesbian? I'm just asking. It's a question everyone was thinking and no one wanted to say. But is there some little you know something going on there? We have to do it every time. Why? Why? <laughs> and she is outraged that the guy was refusing first of all listen guys i'm telling you straight up this guy did the right thing he said no i'm not going and sleeping on the couch first of all i'm not going and sleeping on the couch so you can sleep with your girlfriend like you're 16 and secondly you're not going and sleeping on the couch and sleep with this is we are in this together we're a normal couple all you're showing me is your dysfunction either you're going to stop talking like you're 16 or you're going to get out that's what i would say uh-uh i can't be dating some this is starting to feel like uh is weird now like you're a little baby well, I go back to the article thinking that I'm going to see my own very rational perspective reflected back at me, right? That's not what I find. This is what I find. Okay. <laughs> there was a survey by the Sleep Foundation, and it said there are a number of reasons why couples might sleep separately from time to time. The most prevalent was relationship issues. Well, yeah, honey, if something's wrong in your relationship, if you're asking your guy to go sleep on the couch and you're sleeping with, in the bed with a best friend like you're a 16-year-old, come on. Um, Frank Thewis, by the way, a therapist. You know when I tell you sometimes that therapy is garbage? It is a lot of times. I'm sorry. There's a lot of brainwashing, indoctrination, and weird stuff. That I'm not saying every therapist, and I'm not telling everybody don't go to therapy. There's a lot of garbage therapy out there. A lot of head cases, by the way, also that become therapists and then they start advising you on your life. In the meantime, they're a complete cluster. You know what? Frank Thewis, the therapist and licensed clinical social worker with experience in helping clients struggling with mental health, says this. He doesn't see a problem with the girlfriend wanting to spend one night apart as this independence can create balance in a relationship. He's trying to say that her wanting independence from him so that another person can come sleep in the bed and put him on the couch is somehow healthy for the relationship. I'm sorry, Frank. I know you have your fancy license, but you're a head case. You're a head case, and we all know it. Look, he says, her boyfriend seems insecure for some reason. He can still want his bed, but his resistance to them having girl time, even them sleeping in the living room, is unusual. It's healthy to be able to have a night apart. Couples absolutely need independent time spent alone or with other people for a completely balanced and healthy relationship. Honey, we're not talking about her going and having lunch with her friend. We're not talking about her having a dinner with her friend or phone conversation. We're talking about her telling her man to get out of the bed that he sleeps in every night and to go sleep on the couch so she can have a girlfriend come and sleep in the bed with her. That is sick. She is a sick, backward woman. 
And it would behoove you to be honest with her instead of coddling and being like, oh, this is going to help the relationship. Oh, this is totally normal. Just to be like, honey, you're dysfunctional. You're not 16 anymore. You're not 15. You're not 11. Get over it. Grow up or I don't know. Go get some, some actual therapy that's not from this guy. Then you look at the comments. One comment, it comes off very insecure and controlling from the boyfriend. Like, you can't sleep six feet away for one night. It's not controlling. This guy is probably like, wow, I'm with a total nut job. I, if you asked me, if I was a man and, some, and you asked me and I was dating, say I'm a man, I'm dating a 21-year-old woman and she presents this situation that she wants me to go on the couch, I would be out of that relationship in two seconds flat. I would be like, I'm out because you're a head case and I don't have time for this. I don't have time for a psycho and psycho's best friend and this drama. I'm out. Bye. See you later. I'm going to find someone who's a grown adult and not a grown adult, you know, acting 11. Another comment. It's one night and they just moved in together. If he can't be alone for one night, he's codependent and that's not healthy. They're trying to paint this guy as the problem. (laughs) This guy is somehow codependent and dysfunctional because he's not willing to leave his own bed and go sleep on the couch. So this best friend can come over and have a sleepover like they're a bunch of babies. Can you imagine? I can't. I can't stand media boyfriend is a grown adult and the girlfriend doesn't need okay one person comes back and says girlfriend doesn't need to to do this okay so this is you know this is the sickness that we're living in first of all blame the guy blame the guy blame the guy all the time right nauseating secondly i love a secondary little offshoot of this is why do women feel that their relationship like if you when you get into a relationship with a man other things should change in your life right I love this, like, well, I was doing it before he got here. So, like, why do I have to stop doing it now? That's controlling. Oh, I was going on Girls Night Out half naked before he got here, and now he's here, and he doesn't want me to do it. That's controlling. No, honey, that's because you got into a relationship, and you need to change the way you behave. If you have respect for yourself, you have respect for that man, and you have respect for your situation, you're not going to be doing Girls Night Out half naked anymore. You're not going to be telling your girlfriends, come on over and come in the bed and have a sleepover and send your man out to sleep on the couch. This is dysfunction. You are a dysfunctional modern woman if you're acting like that. And you're disrespectful to the guy next to you. And he, by the way, should not tolerate it, and he should leave. Done. These people are sick, man. Or she would even want to sleep in his bed, too, in the couple's bed, not knowing what they do when she's not even there. Exactly. Like, that's crazy. You mean the, the friend? Yeah. Well, I think there's something a little nasty going on there. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think maybe the friend. Sharing germs. The friend is more than a friend, perhaps. <laughs> Just saying, maybe someone's in an experimental stage. One never does know, right? One never does know. <laughs> Used to be that you'd be like, never mind, I'm not even going to say it. I'll get in trouble. Let me just not say it. Some things just don't need to be said. All right, let's get to the chat. Caleb Faust is here. Hi, Caleb. Uh, I wonder if the government would push women into careers if they didn't have to pay taxes. Yeah, you know, I often wonder a little bit about that. You know, I wonder. They got a lot more income out of everybody when women started working in the two-income household. The government cashed in, did it not? Got a bunch of miserable women now. Yes, I think about that quite a bit, actually. Rob Drow is here. Judd, you look very nice today. No simping, just an observation. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. It didn't sound like a simp comment. It sounded very complimentary, and I appreciate it. Omega Rosetsu is here. Hello, Omega. Shame, insult, guilt, and the need to be right. You can't make this shit up. Kevin Samuels. These modern women are constantly proving him right. That's correct. He, you know, he was writing a lot of stuff. And I know his tone wasn't, you know, I know everybody's like the tone, the tone. Sometimes you just got to get past that. And you got to just listen to what's actually being said. Because I know so you might like one person's tone and not another. But really, what is the meat of the matter? You got you to, gotta like, get to the logic of the situation. And oftentimes, you'll find yourself in agreement with a lot of this stuff. 
Jake, you miss that he moved in with her, not the way the other way around. He's stupid for doing it first off. But if it's not his place, it's even worse. He moved in with her. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care if he moved in with her. It doesn't matter. She's got no respect for him. She's got no, you cannot tell your man to go sleep on the couch and, and you have a friend come over and somebody else sleep in the bed. I don't, especially with modern times being what it is. Everybody's fluid. Everybody's, you know, bisexual. Everybody's this, that. How does he know that something's not going down in that bed? You think about that? I don't know. She's just a friend. Sure. Just a friend today. And tomorrow he's what? His bags are packed and she's, you know, woke. Just saying. All right, OnlyFans. Oh, this is the best. So uh, there's nothing worse than a salty OnlyFans creator. Am I right? When they get salty, sometimes it's too much. Let's play it. The TikTok number three. I just found out that apparently the reason why men can't date me, you know, they say they're my friends, they respect me, they care for me so much. They say I'm like the ideal woman, they talk me up. They say I'm a great mother, I'm great this, I'm the best, and they really like me, and they really like who I am. I'm a caring person. I wear my heart on my sleeve, like nothing but good things then. But they say, I can't be with you because of your history and your past. Bitch, what? We all have a past and we all have a history. The only difference is I fucking filmed mine. Mine's on camera. Does that make me not dateable? Seriously. Yes. yes Pause or no? it. Yes. <laughs> Yes, honey. It literally, it literally does make you not dateable. <laughs> yes, it does. I love this. I love this. It's like, first of all, you detach enough from sex to monetize it. Nasty, right? We can all, nasty, okay? Secondly, it's very different to put sex on camera, right? And, and display it to the world and monetize it than to just be someone out there who has an ex that they slept with, right? Can we not distinguish between the two? She's like, well, everybody has a past. That's the new moral equivalence they throw out. Well, everybody has a past, right? So why is mine any different? Just because mine was on camera for the entire world and I monetized it? How is that different from a girl who just has an ex? Honey, stop it. Stop, stop thinking everybody's dumb. It's different because it is. Because one is just a, a normal, regular person out there who has an ex that they had. You're talking about a woman who maybe been with two guys and had intimacy with somebody they really, really cared about. And you, who's sleeping with everybody for a living. You're a sex worker. That's different. That's going to turn guys off in a very different way. And if you can't acknowledge that, one, you have no self-awareness. And two, you're a little brain dead. Let's keep playing it. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. <laughs> I also forget to add that they want to sleep with me. They want to, you know, with me. So let's put all that together, shall we? Look, we all have a past, right? And if you want to use that past and like not be able to give me an opportunity or like whatever because of my past, because it's, it's accessible for you and your mates to see, then that's a you problem, not a me problem. No, honey, let's pause. Actually, honey, it's a you problem. It's actually a you problem because you're not going to have any guys interested in you for the long haul because of what you did. So you can be like, well, it's, it's on you guys. No, actually, it's not. They're just not going to want you. And then you're going to be all alone, gray hair coming in, sitting alone with your cat or your dog dressed up as a baby crying. And they're not going to want to be with you because they can go online. And there's all of these videos archived of you having sex with random people. And it's nasty to them. So who suffers? You do. You suffer, not them, you and your cat and your dog baby. All right. Um, let's go to, I know we went over a little bit today. Let's talk about, let's, Adela, let's go to number four. Um, do men or women have an easier life? This is an interesting discussion on Fresh and Fit. 
We'll do these two. Uh, let's go to 3440. Life, nobody has an easy life. Shit. You have to pick one gender who has an easier existence in the men. developed world. You think men. men. Now you're changing it again. Yeah. Why men? Just tell me why. Because men make more money. <laughs> men could do whatever they want to do. But That's he, not true. He just said money was hard to make. And yeah. you agree. Money is hard to make? For men? For women now, it is now. For a woman, nowadays. Okay. So you're saying men because they make more money? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's leave it at men. Yeah, we'll just, yeah. We'll okay. Just, okay, so the dumb yeah. hurts, the dumb hurts here. Men have um, to provide, though. Yeah, the dumb hurts. Yeah. Very, real bad. <laughs> um, so she says men have it easier because they, you know, they make money. And to her, she thinks it's easy for men to make money. Honey, where do you live? On what planet? Can we go visit it sometime? First of all, men don't just make money, right? They don't just show up and the money just grows on trees and they pull it down like they went apple picking and they come home. You have to work for that money. It takes a lot of blood, sweat, and tears for a lot of guys to make money. It's not easy. That's number one. So to imply that it's easy, I mean, unless you're, you know, a trust fund kid and you're sitting around, you get handed stuff left and right, which is not the norm for most people. Most guys are grinding their fingers down to the bone to pay bills and to put money in the bank, to save money, to purchase a home, all that stuff. So let's not, let's not demean, you know, stuff that you don't understand, clearly. That's number one. Secondly, oh, this whole wage gap propaganda, I, I can't anymore. I can't address the wage gap nonsense again that they just spew and they don't understand. Oh, it's, you know, it's easy for men to make money. It's hard for women to make money. Not true. That is not true. It's just fundamentally untrue. Um, let's go to the second. I'm going to talk about who has it easier in a second, but I want to play the second clip. Let's go to 4128 and then we'll encapsulate it all. Who do you think has it easier, men or women, and why? I think, I think men has it easier. Okay. Why? Because they have all the leadership roles in the world. They're making all the money. I agree. And they don't really have to do too much, but be smart and be, be a man. <laughs> Be smart. And dress nice. Be smart. Be and dress with a suit on. And like. Well, let me ask you a question. Is it easy to be competent and make a lot of money? Not for women. <laughs> because <laughs> men really don't give a fuck how smart you are. So that's easy, though. Okay. So a woman that's... Wait, okay. The, the brain dead. I can't... <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, so she said a guy, you know, you have to be smart. You have to make money. And you have to lead. Does that, do that sound like easy things to do? No. First of all, smart takes effort, right? You don't just you don't just pop out of the womb smart. You have to work on that. You have to become well read or you have to, you know, study something. You have to just you have to become proficient and efficient at some task, right? Whether I don't care what it is, if it's in construction, if it's in business, you have to learn the ropes. So smart is not easy, right? That's not the lazy path. Lead is not easy. It's easy to follow, right? It's not easy to lead. Making money is hard. We already established that. So you're saying that guys have to do these things, and then in the same breath, you're saying guys have an easier life because they somehow have an easy time doing all these things. Honey, you're not making any sense. So who has an easy... The big question is, and I would pose this to the chat as well, who has an easier life? So here's my opinion. Now, you can't speak... Of course, there's going to be unique situations here, right? There's single moms out there. There's single dads. There's people who were born into wealth. Yes, all of those caveats will exist, Right. But if you're looking at, if you look at a couple, a man and a woman who embrace traditional values, meaning that let's say that woman opted not to work and she opted to stay home and to raise the kids and to, you know, care for the home and cook meals, do the laundry, cleaning, 
take care of those children. Maybe she homeschools the children, um, you know, brings them here and there, has a very active role in family life. And you have a guy who decided he was going to put food on the table. He was going to pay the bills. He was going to pay the car payments. He was going to buy that home. If he lost a job, he was going to have to figure out financially how you were going to crawl out of that. If you look at a couple where both individuals embrace traditional roles and they weren't cross dipping into other things, what would my answer be? My answer would be that women would have women who embraced those traditional roles would have an easier life because, and I can tell you this, that when you have the stress of money and before I'm speaking as somebody who was single for a long time and who did have to be responsible for the finances and all of that stuff because it was just me right before I got married, before I had a kid, when you have that burden of responsibility, when it comes to number one, protecting yourself, number two, financially, having to, you know, pay bills, put money in the bank, this, that, that is a stress like no other. It really is. And when, if, if you're a woman in a traditional relationship and the man loses his job, it's on him to problem solve out of that. It's on him to provide food for that family, to put clothes on their back, to make sure that that mortgage payment gets made, to make sure that he has another job lined up. All of that stuff is on him. And yes, she has responsibilities of caring for the children. I am not minimizing. I am not minimizing what it means to be a stay-at-home mom. It's hard work. I, kids are tough. I'm not minimizing any of that. But what I'm saying is the burden of responsibility is, is very different. And I promise you that if you can't afford like a roof over your head, you're not worrying about anything else. That becomes front and center. So I do think that women who embrace the traditional route they have a lot that they don't have to worry about. There's a lot of stressors that you don't have to worry about. And yes, of course, there's going to be challenges and kids aren't easy. And I'm not saying it's easy, but is it easier than bearing the burden of having to provide and protect for that whole family and navigate the finances and make sure everybody's well fed and make sure everybody has savings for longevity? And is it easier? Yes, it is. It just is. It is. And I have a fantastic basis of comparison because I did it myself and then I didn't have to. And it's just a completely like the burden just came off of me in such an extraordinary way that um, let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. Right. Um, and I, I don't like this like demeaning of what guys who do this stuff like I don't if you're a guy and you go out and you you're doing your job, you're providing and protecting for your family. I don't like this. Well, that's easy for guys. It's not easy for guys. It's a choice that they make to do the right thing and to be stand up and to contribute to society at large and to take care of their family. That's a choice, but it's not easy and it shouldn't be demeaned. Okay. What do we have time for? Let's do one more. Uh, what do I want to do? There's so much here. I covered Tucker Carlson today, so I have to sh cut this a little bit short. Um, let's do number five. Let's do number five. Modern Woman Meltdown. Who's up for it? And then we'll get back to the chat. If I put up Lizzo, most guys are, will probably pass. Um, but if oh, I Lizzo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you. Yeah. yeah. Over, 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 oversized over women someone. are coming back right now. And I, I probably. For, for women. <laughs> to who? Well, for a man, maybe not you, but for a lot of men, she does. And we're sat here laughing, and we're sat here laughing, and like, 
Do you know the percentage of the population of our, how many women are oversized? I, I don't. Too many. Do, do you know? Too many. It's like there's more. Well, listen. I work in medicine <sighs> and si uh, uh, on weight and stuff, and I see a lot more oversized women. Mm -hmm. And they're trying. And if you see the adverts that we see on TV from Marks and Spencer, Tesco's, a that lot of them that now doesn't mean are that promoting. Men want them. Okay, stop. I can't. So she's trying to make the argument that because she deals with a lot of fat women, that fat's coming back, right? This is the new obesity, is the new hot. Um, it's coming back in attractiveness. Oversized women are coming back. That's not what's happening. What's happening is that media is glorifying this obesity, oftentimes because we know they're funded by, you know, pharma. They get they stand to benefit from an unhealthy population. But that doesn't mean that it's it's what's attractive. To, to men I mean she's like Lizzo you don't find Lizzo to be this, the beauty standard again we covered this the other day but how strange for her to not even find it odd that 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 her mind's going down that path like to her Lizzo is the beauty standard it's amazing to me um and she takes it personally right it's very like oh you're discriminating you're this she goes on to talk about discrimination and this that and the other thing but I think it's it's we have to distinguish between what let's talk just in, in in the way of what men find attractive what men actually find attractive versus what society is pushing on men to find attractive right so society wants this this obesity glorified and an unhealthy population and they want everyone to feel comfortable even if comfort means that they're unhealthy but that doesn't mean that that's what guys want and i don't think that the beauty standard has changed i think you have more people who aren't taking care of themselves you have a lazier population you have a population that's sitting on their phones all day long you have a sedentary population you have a population that eats a bunch of garbage food and has a bunch of hormone disruptors and all the products around them and all that kind of garbage but you don't have a pop then you have a lonely population most of those people are sitting alone and they're like why can't i get a man oh i'm 250 pounds and i don't exercise and i don't take care of myself oh this must be some type of misogyny. Why I don't have a man. No, honey, it's not. It's not misogyny. It's that look at what you've done to yourself. You know, you're eating your way into unhappiness. And everyone's afraid to talk about that. Let's go to 1450. This one, by the way, is completely off the wall. And I will warn you in advance, she gets removed from the show. 1450. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I make my choices. So I decide to choose who I want to date. As mm -hmm. I think you decide you want to choose who you want to date. You Based do on what? and you do. Right. It doesn't matter what it bases on. It's based on what I like. What yeah, I like as a person, and we're talking as an individual. About, and we're talking about so what men you, like. Well, you just discriminated everyone right now. But that was <laughs> not the subject about I'm, the size of um, women at yeah, all. Yeah, we're talking about what a man or a woman would give up do for you, the man or think, woman in Do you think life. you and Lizzo have an equally attractive body? <laughs> do you think you do? I think I have a better body than Lizzo. Do you think you and do you think you well, and Lizzo? You've ultimately just discriminated yourself from her. How? What? You just said you have a better body. Yeah, that's not discrimination. That's, that's yeah. That is. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think it takes much. Oh, it's facts. To be fair. So when we do, when we do, when we talk about color against white and black and black lives matter do we not discriminate or do we want to know okay so she's saying this this lunatic and there's no other word she's saying that it's discriminatory now if she asked pearl a question do you have a better body than lizzo and pearl was like well yeah i do i don't think it's that hard i do now that's discriminatory you can't just object no it's just objectively factual yes put pearl next to lizzo pearl has a better body than lizzo objectively factual check ding 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 done everyone with sane mind would answer the question that way. 
but she's offended by it because there's this there's this idea that you can't like notice you can't you got to walk on eggshells you can't offend everything's discrimination everything is misogyny everything is bigotry everything is anti this and anti that you can't just objectively say well this person is fat why is it okay by the way to say somebody's too skinny Right. And by the way, we should. There are people who have eating disorders. They get emaciated. They're deeply unhealthy. They have organ damage. Their organs suffer. Why are we okay as a society acknowledging that? But we can't acknowledge the other side of the spectrum where we say this person is morbidly obese and unhealthy. No, that we have to sugarcoat. Why? Because everybody wants to be lazy and get fat and don't want to get called out. That's why. That's why. So this woman, by the way, goes in and out of, you know, her preferences are fine. Everybody else's her preferences are fine. But a guy's preference, if he says, I don't want to be with a fat chick, no, he can't say that. Why? I know I'll get people triggered by the fact that I said chick, but well, it's too bad. But something happens here at the end, which I thought was fantastic. Go to 10403, tell you the last one. It's a game of for the sake of the child. So you're going to talk about Okay, 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 okay. Lady, 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 okay, lady, 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 She's got to go. She's too drunk. She's got to go. No, I'm not drunk. You're talking about domestic abuse. I didn't say that. She's got to go. I didn't say that. She's got to go. She's got to go. She's got to go. Hands on me. It's time to go. I'm saying to you. Boy, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Go get your phone. Yo, what's going on? Helen didn't do anything to you. I was scared. I love it. Okay, what's I didn't even. Bottom line, I don't even have commentary on that. I just thought it was so funny. I had to share it. I love that. She's got a. What I love about button. Pearl is Pearl is so dry. She has like such a dry demeanor. She's just like. She's got to go. She's too drunk. She's got to go. She's too drunk. And I was wondering, honestly, as I watched the episode, is she drunk? No. Is she? I think she happened to be drunk, but just somebody who holds her liquor really well, which means she probably drinks a lot. Like, I think the threshold was high, but there wasn't a little bit of drunk going on. I love that. I just had to show you that. It reminds me of a few things. Number one, uh, we need extra security because I don't think Delhi's going to cut it. That's one. Yeah, Sorry, Delhi. Yeah, I'm not Delhi. doing that. <laughs> Number two, imagine, <laughs> imagine Destiny starts acting up. And you got to remove him, Deli. That's not going to no, go well I, for I'm, you. I'm so we need destiny. we need a bouncer here. Let's make it. <laughs> and number two, these women are nuts, man. Why do people go on a podcast drunk? Can you tell me why you go on a podcast drunk? I don't understand. Like it, it just ruins the whole thing. And then she had to remove. You. That's fuck. Oh, I was cursed. I didn't. I said that's funny. That's what I said. YouTube, if you're listening. Okay, I want to do. Um, I had a whole thing planned today, and I talked too much. I want to do. Um, I want to do one more. And I want to do um, I want to do number six because this is not going in the direction you think it's going to go. So a woman adventures into a Kansas City airport, and we've been talking about gender stuff. This that this isn't this isn't about that. This is a little bit different. And they have an all gender bathroom. Okay, this is the new thing. It's like all genders can go in. Uh, I want I want to speak about this from, from a female perspective. But look at what happens. Let's play the TikTok number six. And I just want. If I have women in the audience, guys in the audience, I'd love to get your reaction to what unfolds. Take a look. This is the first. This is the first all gender bathroom that she's been in, and the first all gender bathroom that a lot of the people in this particular bathroom have been in. Kansas City Airport. Let's go. Okay, this is my first all gender bathroom. Thirty-one stalls available. Anybody can go anywhere. That's your man. 
Okay. Is this happening? Have you ever been in an all gender restroom? This is your first one? This is my, yeah. this is my first one, especially in the airport. Yeah. <laughs> said, what? It's different. What about you? All gender. You ever been in all gender? This is my first time. I was kind of thrown off. You was kind of thrown off? I'm like, I don't know, but you was walking fast. You enjoyed it. You... <laughs> it is kind of cool, though. It is. Either side. Either side. Okay, yeah. thanks. Okay, ladies. It's happening. Did y'all know this was all gender? Yeah. <laughs> this is my first time. I'm like... I, hey, I stopped. And Me I was, too. I was, I, like, I was like, am I going the right No, way? I did like this. That's okay. I know that's the girl. That's the and I'm okay with whatever, but you just threw this on us. It's weird. It's progressive here, though. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and then you do your makeup and the men in there pissing. Like, like, man walking by. And you cute, though. You cute, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but the doors are sealed completely, so that's a good thing since we got all gender. So can't nobody creep in and see that through them doors. The man went in that one. That's the thing. Oh, you said, obviously, a man went in that one. Oh, they're going man, y'all. Okay. Okay, let's pause this. <laughs> so we can laugh, whatever. She's obviously, it's midday. There's people, there's hustle and bustle in the airport. Okay. Now, just imagine that setting, though. I'm saying this as a female, this makes me horribly uncomfortable. Like, I would not go into that bathroom. Um, I would be very awkward. I would not want to be any part of that at all. First of all, when women go into the bathroom, you know, we're adjusting clothes, you go into the restroom, you come out, you're a little disheveled, you're fixing things. I don't want random guys in there observing me when that's going on. That's highly inappropriate. Secondly, what happens if that flight arrives late at night and, and that's the bathroom that you go into you don't even realize and you're in there alone and it's just you and a guy I mean, could something not really foul go down here? I mean, it doesn't feel safe as a woman to have that option. I mean, to have guys, and I'm not saying all guys are menacing, but, you know, there are some bad actors out there. I wouldn't feel safe and comfortable to go into a bathroom stall if I knew that there could be a guy in there who was welcome in there, was invited by the sign saying, you are welcome, and could encroach. Or could do something shady if they wanted to, you know, think about, well, like I said, a flight that lands late at night. So I just think that sometimes in an effort to be inclusive and to make everyone feel welcome, you're actually not being inclusive because you're making some people feel really uncomfortable. It's just different people, right? So maybe you're, you're on, on, in, in the name of inclusivity, you're making someone who's, I don't know, gender transitioned or whatever, whatever's going on with their gen gender fluid, whatever it may be. You're making that person comfortable, but maybe you're making somebody like me uncomfortable because I really don't want to, as a tiny, a female who's small in stature, be in a bathroom with a grown ass strange man. Like I, I don't want that for myself. So just think about that. When you look at these issues, I think it's easy to see it for some from the perspective of inclusivity, but just there are like real dangers that could manifest here. And where are most of those dangers going to be headed toward? Women, because we're more fragile, we're smaller, we're petite, we're more susceptible to being, you know, I mean, people, it's not, it's not going to necessarily go well for all of us if there's a bad actor in there. So that's the first thing that I thought of. Bad yeah, bad actor. You know what I'm saying? Like a guy that's, what if a guy's had too much to drink? Even if it's not, you know, think, you're not thinking of like somebody who's like, you know, a murderer or this guy's had too much to drink, you know, is at the bar with you, getting a little pushy, follows you to the bathroom. He's welcome in. You're the only two in there. It's midnight. I, I th just think it, this could, this, this. And now you say, well, couldn't he just go in there anyway? Yes, 
but there's a difference between he'd have to go in, he'd have to make sure he wasn't seen, he'd have to somehow sneak in versus, oh, you're all welcome. And he can just be act like he's going in to go to the restroom when in reality he's going in there because he's looking to do some harm or something. It just it, it doesn't sit right with me at all. Omega Rosetsu, only fans, girls, recreational use only, most guys. Oh, that they say that, recreational use only. Yeah, and you know what? Let me say this, too, about recreational use only. Because I'm, you know, I'm a believer that this hookup culture is bad for everybody. Guys, don't, if you're doing something as recreational use only because you know in your mind you wouldn't take it seriously because you don't respect it at all, don't do it at all. Here's an invitation. Don't do it at all. Because what are you really getting out of it? You know, it's like a hit and run. Right. But but really think about what are you really getting out of it? Because at the end of the day, you got to live with yourself that you gave time and you gave energy to somebody who didn't deserve it, whose behavior kind of left you feeling like, oh, she's nasty at the end of the day. So just don't do it. Don't engage. And I promise you, you'll feel a lot better for yourself for saying, you know what, I'm skipping that. I'm not doing that. I'm going to the gym instead. I'm doing something for me. I'm going to like work a few extra hours, and make some extra cash, whatever it is. Trust me. Just saying. Caleb Fowles gave five bucks. The women that say it's easier for men haven't heard of Nor Vincent. Rest in peace. Levi, 10 bucks. Not only does a man have to grind his fingers down to the bone, now today's he must also be celibate. Oh, yeah, no one tells him to be celibate, but they tell women to be free. Men have it harder. Uh, Lou Castley gave five bucks. One subscriber away from 200K. Omega Rosetsu. It started in the 1980s with Save the Whales. Uh-oh. Save the Whales. Pearl would love you. Okay, so I want you to get this. Uh, I think we're at 199. Let's get this baby over 200K. Come on, I count on you guys to do it. You know, I love you. Thank you so much for being with us today. I know I didn't get to my whole show, but we'll save this and we'll be back on Wednesday. I'm going to work with Sneeko to get him on in here. I know y'all would love to hear from him. Thanks for being here and I'll see you on Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Bye.